Bojo. Ani. Welcome to Enwaying, our sound podcast. This is our podcast about raising children in Anishinaabemowin as second language learners. I'm Mashko Gapakwe, and this is my husband. Here we will be talking about stories, challenges, triumphs, and tips as we share our experiences about our household of five. Beamed Beam again. Ani bojo kinawea, mashko gabut kwe, dishna kaz, mage emmeline. It's emmeline here and. Bojo, uzao gijiko gino, dayamampi, mati nigaki, dish shogunashi nozun. And I think today we were going to talk about um, some of the good times and the fun activities that we've done while second language learning with our kids. Ozawa gi mekwendan and na p chimaka chu gik chimaka dendam nien zada gi zada gi kedad mishnabemo okay zada gi mishnabemo what um Just to be clear, Zada is our daughter, Donis. The McQuindan. Nibanegego. Um, Gunabach. Gunabach Gana. Da. Ninduendan. Ninduendan, we Nishnabem what? Zada. Zam Nishnabem to our Zada. Expect, expect your we nishnabem what? Anagunong, one and the ma. Kinawaya nishnabem sick. Mogi boa nishnabem what? Makwendan gooding zade. Nigzi big j azadai gi gi madabit and jigzi big j gi domino bing minoa gi ziganan bish debang we Sabo do ya. Sabo do Mino a bungi at a bungi. Bungi beach gizigan. Toganing. Zada. Mino zada kita. Oh, Toganan. You gooding mum, mum cut and the ma going gi abdi to seen Shaganashimun Zadagi Kindan at the Kidwin. Me you gooding gi mum, mum cut and the ma Nishnabemut Kindash Anish P. Mum cut and the man. 
Ganapach Nij Name Namegish Kakshaja Um Zadai Gipitagoshan and Kashan and Kasha and Dot Gi Gikwesh Kataga Ode Zadai Pikipitagoshi and Donis Gija Ode Besho um Mandam of the opening, um, uh, craft gay gay go like Nibana bis 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 um bis gun like a bunch of little things um gitchaje mage artek zadai we or indonis we. We are not in gonna but basic pitendog pitendog what mazinagan zadai zadai kinendam. Midash kibija besho mandat opening gikida gashe mission mission mazinagan magi gikida nanangadang miz miz um mcginnis 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 gonna watch gi gi kidosi going going sastamena midash gi kidad ga gawin ew mzinagan oide besho manda mzinbi gay not to go and suck or nunda mazin begin not to go and suck. Ngi manka dandam on zam gikeda nan and mage and good waswe kidawinan. Um, going basic mage, going basic imperative mage command. Um, gi the gi the bot not going to bajma ween the mole describe guys as just like going going gay doesn't um no wedge like going gosh going it or the bay show gi opportune bay show gi kiddo um bay show mizin began not to go and suck me no wah oh um get your kid when mizin began not to go and suck like going or them up like yeah so um I wasn't expecting that because um, so up so far up till now, she's three and a bit, three years old and a bit, and it's usually like she can say a couple words, you know, two, three, maybe four. She'll string along, but this was like a whole her explaining, and she had just come home from my mom's house, so um, I was thinking like she would be in her English thinking brain, you know, coming home and for her to come home immediately go to Nishinaabemwin and then uh, for her to be using like filler words and stuff like for me, I was just like very shocked and impressed. And to me, that just showed me that her increase in vocabulary in English helps her increase in vocabulary in Nishinaabemwin without even learning it. So that was one for me. So I think we're just going to kind of take that and lead into times that we, 
the times we enjoyed the most learning with our learning alongside our children at, or learning with one another um, as partners. And we kind of wanted to go through, you know, different times that we can reflect on and remember that were really good and then kind of reflect on all those different phases of our life together as um, in, a, in a partnership that's aiming to revitalize Anishinaabe Nguyen. Okay, so I guess we'll start, like, when I first got pregnant, um, I wasn't, we weren't really expecting that. So that kind of, like, pushed us into um, a space where we felt, like, an urgent need to learn the language faster. We had uh, both already attended UG at that point, um, which we had talked about in our last episode, Ojibwe Mota Dada Minang in Minnesota. So we had already um, been there together um, the previous summer, and so I believe we applied again and were accepted. So we went back knowing that I was five months pregnant and we were going to be bringing um, somebody into this world very soon, like within five months. So there was like, yeah, I felt a huge pressure to be learning as much as I could in that time period. Yeah, I think there was pressure to be like, okay, I need to be really proficient. I need to be almost fluent because this baby is going to be coming soon and they need to hear the language spoken as properly as possible. And I think these are both goals that we had in mind. Maybe not, well, I don't know. Like, I'd say I'd have, I had always wanted to have a partner who was Anishinaabe, who could speak the language since I was a little girl, but I didn't think it was possible. So in my adult life, when I found Monty and I knew that's what my goal was, um, we both were kind of like, all right, here's our goal. And it's kind of being put into play here. It's, it's becoming a reality. Um, we are going to have to get to the work faster than I had anticipated. Um, one thing that I started attending prenatal classes at the local, um, there's an organization here that helps out um, urban indigenous uh, community members, and they had a prenatal program, so I got um, a little bit of access to ceremony and culture and knowledge carriers through that, but um, it also helped remind me and reinforce me to start reading to my belly and for Monty to be reading, um, for that baby not to just, not just to hear my voice, but to hear his voice and to hear it in our language. So we picked like one book in particular that we read a lot. Um, I think. Um, I read that one a lot just because I liked the pictures. It was slow. Um, it was one of the few picture books I had already invested in. Um, and I was like encouraging Monty to also talk to my belly. Yeah, so I would read from different resources that we had, even like non-kids books, and or just speak in the language. You and I like encouraged you to drum to me a couple of times as well, and to sing. I mean, that's um, it was still language. Excuse me, <coughs> language exposure, and also like part of who we are to hear those sounds, right? Um, 
and at Oog, I it was awesome because we just had so much so much exposure 24/7 um, to those sounds and oh and and then I just knew that um, when it came to like physical activity and whatnot that that was usually the time that I like sat out or took a break. I started opening up Marion Corbier's lexicon book at that point. I had received it in 2013 at Georgian College, but we were never given it in school. So I started to open that up and try and um, tackle that um, throughout the, the beginning of the pregnancy. We were also able to, like, before COVID, attend a lot more events, conferences and stuff, right? We were going to... Nishinaabe Mohantai Conference. Again, I think. Yeah, and I was, I, oh yeah, that was a summer in Chigang, right? I didn't attend for too long because it was outdoors and that was rough on big pregnant me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you were trying to speak Nishinaabemwen during the labor. <laughs> and I was telling you to stop. So even she got to hear, you know, some language in, um, when we were about to meet each other, um, that was actually really wonderful though, because she was welcomed into the world with her language. Um, and so when we had, so when she did arrive, all I can remember for those first couple days was we just listened to Lee Opazon Staples for like on repeat with her. For those first couple, like I think maybe one or two days we were just catching up on sleep and whatever. But then after that, that's all I can remember for a couple days. Yeah, like I remember we were pretty strict the first, or I was a base the first year. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't want her to have any English. Nothing. We had, like this house was really good for the first year. Yeah, so I, when I would put on a movie, I would put it on in a different language. And I would just put on the English subtitles to read. Mm-hmm. So whatever it was, German or French or Russian or whatever, just another language so that she wasn't hearing any English. And I was putting her to bed with um, tapes of recordings of elders and um, into her room as she slept. Um, I, I taped post-it notes all over the walls for myself because I was learning. I was I was still very, very beginner very early on in my learning um so I was practicing that every day um yeah we were we had a lot of Nishnabimwen wherever we go in public I was always singing to her um whenever I was in the mall I was always talking to her in the in the language I like non-stop I would always use every opportunity we were in public together to be in the language especially because no one knew what I was saying so I felt if I'm making mistakes anyways, people aren't, you know, uh, that was the one benefit of being alone <laughs> and practicing the language on your own um, with babies. Like, they just need to hear those sounds. Yeah, and I was reading to her still with the, the children's books that we have and just giving her exposure to, to the language because they talk about how when you read books like English, like the regular, um, if you're raising your kid to speaking English, it's good to read 
read to them because they get exposure to all this other language that you might not say in the regular day. So I thought, well, if we would just do that in the language and that, that would help. So one thing that I can recommend is trying to find a support system, not just an emotional support system, but a language support system. Just because within that first three months of her arriving, we had... Okay, it's... Um, I'm going to be emotional. Um, we had one, two, three, four... Was it just four? Was it four? I think four of all could fit in the car, right? Zippy, Soland, Squonquart, and um, Petacoons. Yeah, they were. They they showed up and they drove from, you know, all over. <laughs> um, minutes. So, yeah, so ahead. friends that we had met through Oog. Um, they had and <laughs> also Musquanquit, who is from Soxing. Um, who we talked about last episode as well. So they all came here. Um, Someone light a up. smudge for me, please. <laughs> Just kidding. They all came here in, was it October? Yeah, well, I think November. November? Yeah. Um, and they, and we all just... Just right away, we just stayed we, in the Yeah, as soon as they opened the door. <laughs> yeah. We didn't say any English. And they were all talking to Sadai and just using the language with her. and Singing. And I cooked a dinner that was way too freaking spicy because <laughs> I forgot Thai green curry spicy on top of it. Didn't eat those jalapenos. Shout out to you guys for dealing with that. <laughs> um... It was awesome. We spent like, I don't know, two, three days. Like we went for a walk and we had dinner at our house and they sang and we, they sang us a song um, with the ukulele and their beautiful voices. And, um, and then I think we went bowling the next day. And when we went bowling, we, again, yeah, we just stayed in the language and, um, it was just so it was just so awesome and I can I, I know for a fact that they'll tell you the same thing that those were like some extremely special times because like um, to find people your age that are willing and able to do that is is um, I think like super crucial in your learning like I said when I was learning German um, the times that I learned the most was when we were speaking in German having fun going out and doing things together because you want to be there and, and you want it it's a it's motivation on its own to have fun right so i'd say get a good support system going learning wise if that has to be from afar on zoom or whatever but you know try and create friends within those language communities um it makes it a little bit easier and then um shortly so then that takes us into march i think we had another immersion over at um the shonius residence with our Eshkanishnaw Bemjik friends. Not to yeah. brag about all our friends. <laughs> well, no. It's, I'm just it, kidding. It's, it it's, is important. It is create, the point. It's important to create a community of your own, like of not only you developing a relationship with fluent speakers that you can talk to, um, even 
daily if you could. Um, or weekly, or just someone you can connect with. But also those other learners that are kind of in the same spot as you. And I mean, you can talk about different things that, you know, you're not going to talk to an elder about <laughs> various memes. Memes or sports or movies might have might not have the same taste as amongst us something like that I don't know yeah and then now there's like the commonality of being parents now um, so we have friends that are now parents that are raising their kids in in the language um, but yeah so we had um, Idab and then just showing us invite us over and other people <coughs> so at that point we were the only ones that had Sadai at the time and uh, we had our other friends there and we just all stayed in the language and hung out and we cooked together I can remember cooking mm. and trying to find a word for stir and we came up with dajia um, and then we played I think were we playing cards at the table, or what were we, we were doing at the table? Someone had a guitar, and I remember sitting with Zadai, and the cat was there, and the dog was there. Um, were we yeah. playing a game in, with cards, or were we just Probably. talking or something? Yeah, and I can remember, you know, we played a couple of games that weekend, Mario Kart, and they played one downstairs that I wish I could have joined in on, but I was feeding Zadai and getting her to bed and stuff, but... Um, Watched UFC. Yeah, we went on a hike out... Um, they had like a really nice trail out uh, near where they live, like out behind um, their house. Um, so we got to go for a walk all together. I think we brought the dog. And um, Oh, and I remember we're sitting at the table and Miguel um looks at Zadai. Zadai's like really small and not talking yet. Yeah, she's like five, six months. Yeah. Um, so, Mikunabik says, Oh, Minu and Don, Gabib Gilian, like, I like your shirt. And then Zada starts laughing, like, starts smiling, and like, like she understood <laughs> and liked what she said. Yeah, it was, it was So cute. it was like she understood at that point. Like, even though she wasn't talking, she could understand a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely comprehension at, at that point because. I have a video of her at five months, and I'm saying, Neiman, Neiman, and she's rocking back and forth in the laundry basket. Um, so she had a lot of comprehension at that point, I think. She had exposure as well to English, just because of our family. We had our family around. So she was bilingual um, at six months. It's just there was none in our household. Um, and then I have, um, like, I have a YouTube playlist of Anishinaabe Amoin. Like, I think we talked about that before, that I would play for her, and she liked it. Um, and then Rochelle Allen has a playlist that she collects, uh, a bunch of different YouTube um, videos. So we, play, we played that for her, too. Rochelle is an all-star, just pioneering the way. I just want to say that she, I can remember that first time at, I think it was Anishinaabe Moin Take. Was it in Toronto? No. Or was that a different one? What one it's was the Toronto one? Oh, Little NHL. We were all there for Little NHL. That's what it was. Um, and 
we had gotten together, I think, for, um, where was it? It's an all-native hockey tournament, for those that don't know. Um, Either or. It was somewhere. And we were in the same hotel where we were were gathering in a hotel after swimming, and she put on this playlist, and I hadn't even seen it before, and I thought, you know, it was something special from the website that I'd never have access to. and, And the kids are all sitting around, you know, still, like, drying off from the pool and they were having their snacks you know we had she had bought a bunch of snacks and she's at the snacks out and Zada was there with um, um our daughters are about the same age and and um they all sat around and watched um the Shnabim win stories um from that playlist and I was just like what a lifesaver because <laughs> at that point I was like so exhausted right and um nursing and not sleeping right everyone knows and it was just kind of my first like that was kind of like the first time we had really hung out and our children had had access to hang out together and stuff in the same space uh, who are also um first speakers and uh yeah so that was just like such a special moment and we've had many after that but I just wanted to give a quick shout out uh, I do I do not want uh, that to go unrecognized or unacknowledged um so again, even for our children, we were we have um, tried to create that language learning community for them, and that w- that is one way because they're gonna need people to talk to, and they're gonna need fr- little friends, and like, don't isn't this the collective mission, right? Um, for them all to be speaking together, and for them to actually be friends and have stuff to talk about, right? Um, so that has been another mission of ours. Um, I don't want to say mission either, but just goal. Yeah. So the first year that we brought her to there, it was for me challenging because I was facilitating and then also being a dad at the same time. So it's like juggling, juggling both of those things, making sure this immersion experience is running, running proficiently, and then also making sure diapers are changed and <laughs> no everyone's fed. I'm getting a mental health break because <laughs> yeah. um, I was not I was up with Monty um, and Zada and our daughter alone in a residence with like very little AC and stuff right while he's he's trying to facilitate this and we're trying to be there because it's language exposure it's a community of learners it's exposure for our daughter right um i didn't want to be there as a moocher by any means but the whole collective is for us to be raising and i, and I couldn't commit to being a, a learner in that space either just because i um i had a daughter and i i had to commit to her um and her learning so but yeah tough. she got a lot of yes. exposure to <laughs> the language and um the fluent speakers spoke to her and other learners that were there all spoke to her in the language and um for her it was meal times are really awesome because there's so many people sitting down in one room and we all had to eat and it was just um it was a really good time for her to be able to kind of sit in her stroller and eat or sit at the table or, or bounce around between tables and have to the opportunity to speak with different kinds of learners and different speakers from different places, um, as well as socializing. 
and 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 coming together for food you know that's so important i guess i should add that um she had the privilege of being there because i'm one of the organizers so one of our rules of Ashkenishnabemzik is that there are no kids, that it's all adults 18 and over. And part of that reason is because we want the students to be focused fully on language learning. And like um, Emmeline was saying, she was there. She couldn't commit as a student. She was there as a mother, just exposing our child to the language. And I could see that like that kind of reinforced that for me like if you're there to learn the language then you can't have any other distractions and hopefully what you take away from our or that two weeks of immersion is you can take that back home and use that for the rest of the like the rest of the time you're with your family but um so for some people um that's one of the rules that we put in is that um there are no children and I think that's why, because um, there's no other way but to say that they're distractions for your learning, because you're parenting, and you can't uh, focus on... Anyone whose parents in the language knows how hard (laughs) it is to try and learn and parent, and especially when you're given an opportunity in in a condensed amount of time with the exposure you are, you don't want to lose that, because... It isn't an ideal learning space, not space, but it isn't ideal, but neither is our situation. And so it's it it's just kind of one of those sacrifices. And unfortunately, I kind of got the opportunity to, because of what Monty said with our daughter, it was for her exposure. And we both committed to, you know, no English whatsoever, um, including my daughter, right? Um, and there's not a lot of people who are having their children immersed in the language at home. And so um, kids aren't, if you tell your kid, uh, if they don't speak it anywhere else, and then you want to bring them to an immersion experience and you want them to only speak in the language, that's probably not going to happen. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to speak what they know. Yeah, not fair, right? Because we both know how it feels to be trapped. (laughs) In your own head right and not have the what you need to be able to express what you need to do to just be a human and live your life right yeah. um so it's it's just kind of the best uh, for both both situations um but for zod i it was just it was just wonderful um, so i guess we can get into having sasvayaje um just he hasn't um, had that exposure to immersion because of COVID and uh, we didn't run our immersion camp this year so he hasn't been like exposed to that type of intense language just at home with us but not hearing it from other fluent speakers or like in person like not we'll, in person yeah. we'll play videos and stuff but um and then he'll have he'll hear like our friends who kind of we use snapchat or other social media apps to to communicate he'll hear it from there but he hasn't had that exposure that's all i had yet yeah fortunately he's a second second child and so um 
he's getting not only triple the amount because of language exposure from us this time around, because Zada is now in the picture using how many more words than we used, but we were also using way more words with Zade and with him, so it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, quadruple, quadruple effect, because, um, I mean, I would prefer us to be able to go get real exposure, oh, but for him, himself, um, I'm feeling pretty good, the comprehension is definitely there, he's way too smart for me, I'll admit that, he's way more intelligent than me, um, and he's a very good communicator despite the fact that he's not uh, speaking he's not verbal yet which is not he's just not there he's, he's only 13 14 where are we now march he's almost 15 months so not expecting words um yeah and he's had more exposure to english than zada did at her age so like i said we were really strict like the first year with her but he's getting more exposure to like English TV and um, things like that. Because uh, we'll let Zarae um, watch movies in English. Um, but sometimes she'll, we'll, we'll turn on like French and stuff like that still. But we're giving her exposure to English just so that she's um, getting some... Because we know that in our community... Like it, when she goes back to school or goes to school and stuff like that, um, it's not going to be immersion. So she needs to understand some words. Um, and one of the, I guess one of the reasons is like safety and stuff like that. He's getting more English than she did, but he's still fully comprehending Anishinaabe one. So it's like he's, they're both they'll both be fully bilingual, I think. Yeah, I do too. I have no doubt um, about that. Um, he also got to hear a lot in the belly. So something that we forgot to talk about was um, like while Zadai was, I don't know, she turned two, no, she was like 18 months, I guess, because we missed like a whole gap there where she she had ended daycare, which was in English with a little bit of exposure to the language. We have more language exposure at her childcare operator now. But it's been closed for an entire year. Um, so while I was pregnant, he was also able to hear Zade speaking, us speaking. So he got like a lot more exposure in the womb um, than Zade did. I was trying to talk, but when you're just a couple, you know, you're not talking nearly as much as when there's a toddler running around. I think that had a big effect on him as well, and that grounded him as well. Zadai had full comprehension of what was going on. I had no, I did not expect her to understand whatsoever, but, you know, he was in there. He was in your belly, and now he's out, and that's the same Nishima, like, Nishima. So, anyways, that was one part that I, f I forgot to talk about. Um, well, the, <clears throat> just going back to Zadai, so our daycare on our, um, on our community, Chipotle Thames, they're trying to do immersion or trying to create that and so the ECEs aren't fluent they have a couple fluent speakers in there to help with getting them proficient but they mostly speak English with some language sprink sprinkled in daily so Zadai for us 
because we speak to her every day, we don't know exactly because we haven't heard her use any new words or anything that that we haven't used with her. And so right. other parents, um, they talk about other parents or grandparents that have kids that go to the daycare that Zadai goes to. Um, they'll say things like, oh, my my child or grandchild, they're coming home and they're saying words and I don't even know what they're saying. I can't even talk back <laughs> to them. And they're singing songs in the language and I don't even know what they're saying. And for us, like, <laughs> we don't know because we just use the language. And so we don't know, like, we don't know. We can't say, like, we, we can't give her, like, that applause of, like, oh, you're using the language more, yay. Like, um, well, it's funny because it's almost the opposite. Because that first year that she went there, it was, like, she would come home and then she would use English words that she we had never used before. And we'd be like, where did you, <laughs> you know yeah, this word? Was, yeah, she, for us, she was coming home and learning new English, English. words. <laughs> we were like, what? the opposite effect for us because although okay. we couldn't and then we were like it was hard to we can't really we wanted to applause it but then we don't want to applause it because we want to encourage nishnam yeah. win so we're like yeah like that's that's a table but it's dope win you know and we're trying to like it was just such a weird fight to yeah. have in yourself because yeah. you're you want to most people are like yeah you said a word and here we're like no oh, but in a different language yeah. <laughs> Yeah. hard on our kids so I've I don't I can't think of a time but I don't think I've ever like give, given her praise for using English <laughs> even though like most parents would um, like oh yeah you said that right <laughs> I've been a little softer I've, I always give the, the encouragement but then go back to Nishab I would and so I'm paranoid I guess I guess I don't know. There's a couple of things that I'd like to talk about, but um, I also don't want to miss over um, kind of talking about you and me, just us. Like, for instance, right now, we're given the privilege of, like, we had spare time today to do this podcast. We don't have the kids. And so um, just kind of things that we've done ourselves as a couple for those who may not have kids and still want to help raise babies or children in the language or our aunties and uncles or whatever, right? Whatever the situation may be. Um, these are men, whatever, right? Um, so personally, we have a whiteboard. We have a couple of whiteboards around the house. And um, I always like say to Ozawa, I've been saying this for a while, if I'm making a mistake, like, please correct me because I don't want to re keep reinforcing the same mistake over and over. And then it's embarrassing. Like, if you're walking around with something on your tooth and no one's telling you, it's really embarrassing, right? And that's how it feels in the language when you're constantly making mistakes. So Monty Ozawa knows uh, um, to correct me, and he does often, and that's good. Um, but sometimes he'll just write something on the whiteboard if he's noticed I'm saying the same thing over and over wrong um it's like he's never told me this but I know it <laughs> a really gentle way of being like hey 
maybe if I write it down, you can read it and then you kind of understand what you're saying wrong. And I still go back and make those mistakes because um, a lot of my Anishinaabemun was wrong and reinforced wrong. So I have to go back and, you know, undo a lot of those mistakes that have already been habitualized and conditioned into me. Um, so that's one. We have a couple whiteboards around the house. We had encouraging words on there at one time. Sometimes it's all baby words. Sometimes it's all diaper words. And right now it's kind of like expressions that we say that um, we can be using in the language that he wrote down. So I think eventually, Mom Peach, we had written down. Um, I just erased it to write our podcast stuff on it, but I have a picture of it on my phone. Um, and I've also been doing a word list. So I've been going through um, different books and stuff or words that I found that I don't know that I use often that I'd like to incorporate. I do like seven at a time, and I don't know if anyone does workouts, um, the add-on, a take-off, add-on, take-off workout, where you start with like 12 dumbbell pumps, and then you do 12 squats, you do 12 dumbbell pumps, then 12 squats, and then you do sit-ups, you do da-da-da-da, 12, 12, 12, and so you keep adding on and then eventually taking off. So I was doing that same kind of exercise, but with memorization, so I was adding one word, seal, ashki, plural, ashkik. And then I would draw the word into a seal just because as a learner myself, I learn really well that way by drawing and writing and saying all at the same time. So I draw my words into like the action it was or like, um, um, I'm on this, like waves, gawk. Um, so drawing them like that so that I can remember um, that was just one way that I was putting stuff around the house. Do you have any that you'd like to share at the moment? Just sometimes you just have to grind and just study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm not interrupting. It's fine. Yeah, you just have to put in the grind and just sit there and just, like, go through a list of words or phrases that you want to know and just kind of memorize them and write them on different things around the house to remember them or study them or look at them every night before bed or something um but the main thing is consistency and um if you're just thinking that you can go to a class once a week and you're going to become a speaker then that's you're going to be waiting a long time <laughs> um you have to use it every day you no know, as much as you can and yes you have to study like you just have you have to, to want to nerd out on it yeah you have to like put in the grunt work i guess and like there's different i think everyone kind of if you're an adult you kind of know what helps you learn or what helps you remember things uh, for me like i'll write i'll write it down and then i'll um lately i've been trying to record record myself so that I could put it on while I'm driving or whatever. What about stuff as a couple? Like, not romantically. I just mean, like, stuff that we do within each other to help reinforce. I guess going out in public, if we're out in public, I think we use it more just because, one, it's more comfortable when people don't know what you're saying to each other. And two, it gives us an opportunity to speak in public without making mistakes, maybe. I don't know practice mm -hmm. saying it out loud in front of people without having to worry yeah it's the, just trying to use it with each other and getting comfortable using it especially if you haven't really spoken to someone in the language before like just as a 
just having a conversation and sometimes it feels um, contrived or fake when you first do it but after a while like, you get more comfortable using it and I like to learn like I know it's a little bit of shaky shape or humping Paul but like I like to memorize or know a couple words in our language in our sound that are like nice to use with your loved one like um up to jinchen gazagin gazagu jinchen words of affection yeah like those are just really nice to have in the home and they're like to be able to speak in a different language that is your own to your partner even if you're not even if you don't um speak the same language it's still like your own kind of love language as partners so I really encourage learning a couple and getting used to using them and like making making it be yours <laughs> yours again <laughs> um, and our kids know those words like things like that yeah and it's super nice like for them to see us using it or for them to see us um, using it in action it reinforces and through through role modeling you know this is how you use it. This is how it's used. It's okay to use. Um, sometimes we're just, like, too afraid to speak in front of our kids, I find, because we're afraid to make mistakes, but that's how they learn. Like, monkey see, monkey monkey do. Um, don't, what's that expression? Like, kids do what you do, not what you say. And so if you want them to listen, you got to demonstrate it. And I'm learning that, you know, through being calm when you're frustrated. <laughs> But um, especially through our sound, like, I encourage you to um, have the confidence to speak, to give your children the confidence to speak, or your loved ones, your little ones, your ones around you, anybody, it doesn't have to be your children. Um, I just, um, we are gearing this specific podcast, um, us personally, uh, towards raising um, our children in the language as second language learners um, in indigenous parenthood. I don't want to say indigenous, I want to say Anishinaabek, but your family. I would say if you're thinking about what words to study or use, I would just say what's common in your everyday life that you do. And one thing is like everybody eats. So words around eating, uh, food, things like that um and then just other things that you do if you whatever kind of work you do or things the hobbies that you have yeah um it's good to, like we have at one point we had a refrigerator refrigerator magnet that had all the labels of the food in the fridge categorized from inanimate to animate um, for beginners um, that's something that you can explore later on it's not crucially important right now and for those of you that know you know um, it's just um, for us it's a, it's a matter of memorization um, and so we had that up there and so it makes it makes it much easier to remember how to say what you want to say like in guimau when you know what's um, what's what because you memorized it so makes meal time easier and then then once you you know feel like you've 
gained some control and confidence in that area with, you know, an emotion, like a Ziganan Bish, a Guimanaquena, you know, Lisa Nada, that kind of thing, then you can explore another room and some of those actions within that room. So um, just starting in one area and getting feeling really good in it before attempting like a new area, a new space or whatever I find is, is good in the beginning. So, we wrap it up. Yep. I'll say, Pene Nishnabe, Pene Go Nishnabe Mun. And, uh, but yeah. I liked yours better. I just forget what you said. Gegwa Anchitken, Kweje Nishnabe Mian. Gegwa Anchit, Gegwa Anchitken. Anchitken, Kweje Tu Nishnabe Moyan. Kweje Nishnabe Mian. That easy, folks. It's that easy. <laughs> Just demonstrated. All right. Miigwech. Bamapi. Bamapi.